Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses various risk management categories, such as vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the period from June 23rd to June 29th, 2014. Cisco Live 2014 keynotes, partner case studies, and session presentations are now available. Registration on the website allows access to additional resources and presentations. Go to www.ciscolive.com US. Vulnerability activity for the period increased, but remained below prior periods. Highlights for the period included continued vendor updates for the previously reported OpenSSL and TLS vulnerabilities, and some new proof-of-concept exploits for Microsoft vulnerabilities. BlackBerry, Oracle, and Cisco released updated security advisories for the previously reported OpenSSL and TLS vulnerabilities. While the vendors continue to create updates for their products, an Internet survey found that the original 600,000 servers identified as vulnerable to the Heartbleed vulnerability about 300,000 of those remain vulnerable. This survey was specific to the Heartbleed vulnerability, but many additional products continue to be vulnerable to the more recently released OpenSSL and TLS vulnerabilities. While these updates continue, organizations will need to monitor for updates and apply them across their environments. Proof-of-concept exploit code was identified for the Microsoft C-Form element and malware protection engine vulnerabilities. Exploit code was reported for a new WordPress TimThumb plugin. Researchers also reported a vulnerability and exploit for the PayPal API two-factor authentication system, but this exploit requires several conditions. PayPal has confirmed the vulnerability and reported it is working on a software update. LinkedIn responded to reports of security issues in its SSL implementation. New vulnerability reports include multiple vulnerabilities in Apache CFX and Token Service SAML and VMware and IBM released software updates for the previously reported Apache Commons and Struts vulnerabilities. Multiple vulnerabilities were reported in PHP MyAdmin and for Red Hat JBoss Enterprise Application Platform and Web Framework Kit. Samba announced multiple denial-of-service vulnerabilities in NMVD, NetBIOS, Name Services, and Unicode path names. Symantec reported vulnerabilities in the Data Insight Management Interface and Encryption Desktop for OSX. Cisco released updates to a security advisory for multiple vulnerabilities in OpenSSL affecting Cisco products. In malware activity, researchers reported updated features added to the Boxy Trojan that is being distributed through malicious advertising. New versions of Citadel have added features from Zeus and CryptoLocker and now generate random headers in attempts to bypass security filtering. Antivirus vendors also reported on observed activity of the Havax malware that is targeting ICS SCADA systems. McAfee reported that a survey of third-party Flappy Bird clones showed that 80% contained malicious code. As mobile users continue to increase, awareness programs need to address the risk to their personal and business devices, such as downloading apps from third-party sites. Spam activity was highlighted by recent campaigns using the themes of court summons and parking ticket notices. IntelliShield published 124 events last week that included 58 new events and 66 updated events. 
These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. For more information, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield. In the physical risk management category, the United States Federal Communications Commission imposed a $34.9 million fine on Chinese signal jammer vendor CTS Technology. The fine comes as a result of an investigation carried out by the FCC addressing the illegal marketing of signal jamming devices to U.S. consumers over the Internet by CTS Technology. U.S. law prohibits the use of, advertisement, or selling of signal jamming devices in the U.S. Such devices can interfere with the integrity of the wireless communication spectrum and impose a risk to public safety. The FCC acknowledged that there are several exceptions and signal jamming devices may be marketed to the United States federal government for authorized use. For example, signal jamming devices were and still are in use as an electronic warfare tool in Iraq and Afghanistan to counter radio-controlled improvised explosive device attacks in which the signal jamming device would jam the signal from an insurgent. Using signal jamming devices in this scenario has saved many lives of United States and coalition service members. However, in the wrong hands, these devices could present a high risk to public safety. These devices could disrupt communications in emergency situations, such as preventing individuals from making 911 calls or disrupting aviation communication in a way that could cause massive chaos in the airline industry. Although CTS technology claimed they rarely sold signal jamming devices in the United States, they are unaware whether customers who purchased the products resold the products in the United States. In any case, the FCC concluded that the company violated the Communications Act, which prohibits the importation, use, marketing, manufacture, and sale of signal jamming devices, leaving CTS technology with a hefty fine to pay. In the Attacks and Compromises Risk Management category, the Syrian Electronic Army, better known for its ability to compromise social media accounts, reportedly attempted to compromise the Reuters website, but was unable to exploit it directly. Instead, the Syrian Electronic Army compromised the website through a third-party advertising stream that supplied advertisements to the website. In a related story, following the exchanges between the Syrian Electronic Army and Ira Winkler articles posted on multiple websites, the IDG reported they expected SEA attacks following the posting of the articles and observed and avoided the SEA attempts at phishing and exploiting employees' accounts. There have been several previous reports of the advertising systems and streams being used to compromise websites, and this latest attack on Reuters further demonstrates the risks associated with third-party service providers. Organizations should both require third-party suppliers to validate their own security postures, monitor those streams for indicators of compromise, and have incident response agreements in place with the third parties to quickly respond to suspicious activity. The IDG report is a great example of how a company can prepare, monitor, and defeat attempted attacks anytime there is an imminent threat. Being able to maintain that level of vigilance will be a challenge, but awareness and training continue to be fundamental to greatly aid in preventing attacks that target the user. In information security sharing news, Microsoft has announced a new security and threat information exchange service called Interflow. The service, announced as a private preview, purports to enable the sharing of security and threat information in an automated fashion across distributed architecture using standards such as structured threat information expression, trusted automatic exchange of indicator information, and cyber observable expression standards. 
While the veritable flood of security and threat intelligence pouring over security practitioners every day, the need for new ways of consuming and sharing data is clear. Although still in private preview, the announcement of this service from Microsoft to address this need is encouraging. However, what that announcement doesn't say raises a question. The announcement notes that the service will use community-driven standards for sharing threat indicators such as Styx, Taxi, and Cybox. However, there is no mention of sharing vulnerability information via standards such as the Common Vulnerability Reporting Framework. Although several industry leaders such as Cisco, Microsoft, Oracle, and Red Hat have adopted the CVRF, only Cisco and Red Hat share CVRF advisories in a manner that enables machine-to-machine -machine automation. Threat indicators are very important pieces of intelligence. However, they are only a part of an overall security intelligence framework. The Internet landscape is full of threats. How vulnerable one is to those threats is the real question. As Microsoft moves forward with Interflow, it remains to be seen if the service will address this question as well. Finally, in geopolitical news, as Iraq descends into civil war, Sunni extremist group ISIS is using social media skillfully and deliberately as a public relations tool. It is announcing territorial conquests, posting highly produced propaganda videos, and using grisly execution recordings as a tool for intimidation and psychological warfare. Many tweets appear to be coordinated closely with military movements. For its part, the government of Iraq is shutting down ISPs in areas held by ISIS, has ordered that VPNs be blocked at night, and has blocked key social media sites in the country, including Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, according to press reports. Iraq has several international internet entry points, including from Turkey and Iran, so a total blackout is unlikely. Supporting the government Iraq is the Iranian government, which probably has more cyber expertise than either the Iraqi government or ISIS. There is no credible reporting at this writing of any specific Iranian cyber activity linked to the current crisis in Iraq. The risk of network disruptions for enterprises with connectivity in the Middle East will remain elevated while the Iraq conflict remains at a crisis level, especially for networks operated by key players, including Saudi Arabia, the United States, Iraq, and Iran. Indeed, cyber attacks may be more likely than kinetic attacks, as the latter is more likely to invite a military response. ISIS appears to be focusing its internet efforts on social media, but given the group's deep pockets and organizational skills, it may also use distributed denial-of-service attacks or other network intrusions to sabotage the Iraqi military and influence the public. Tempting targets include U.S., Saudi, Jordanian, Israeli, and Emirati military and government sites, financial services, and energy companies. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com go SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.